This episode is brought to you by Lee. Denim trends come and go, but Lee is legendary for creating denim cuts that fit to your body, not to some passing fad or body shape ideal. That's why Lee makes denim that gets better with age, and their classics fit into every look. Lee's spring collection is here, so get the freshest looks and cuts before anyone else. And you can find your Lee fits by visiting lee.com, L-E-E.com, that's L-E-E.com, to shop spring looks now. Hello and welcome back to the U Up Podcast. I'm Jordana Abraham. And I am Jared Freed. Jordana, uh, happy holidays. Merry Christmas. It's we're we're in the Thank holiday you. season. It's all happening. How are you? What's going on? I'm looking at your apartment. Uh, for those listening at home, because we don't have video, but I, I would say Jordana is is taping this episode from what I would call Santa's workshop. It is a winter wonderland. <laughs> In Jordana's home. So um, I'm in an interfaith relationship. So we have a we have a tree. <laughs> that is hilarious. Do you say that like to people? I do. To, just to be it makes I, I feel like it makes me sound cultured. It does. <laughs> it makes you sound more important instead right. of like, yeah, we celebrate like more, both. More open minded than, um, <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, it's like when people take a 23 and me and they're like, I'm one percent uh nicaraguan so i shall be calling it salsa from now on like <laughs> you know like exactly. i don't know like, you know but uh, okay so you're in an interfaith couple right so we have a tree i have a menorah it's behind you you can't really see it but yeah, it's somewhere it's, in the garbage or something it's it's like very sad looking next to the um action can you see it listen sort of, whatever as anyway, a jew and i'm sure you could agree with this or maybe you don't but i would just i think most jews would agree we we try to you know the menorah ain't got it on the christmas tree yeah it's pretty like pathetic showing it, comparatively yeah and and they're not the same level of holiday so you know ha- hanukkah i mean i'm not a rabbi over here but hanukkah is is like is more lore than it is a like a, an actual holiday it's 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 more you know we kind of were like, oh, that looks pretty fun with the gifts. Uh, let's get in on this shit. Right. It's yeah, exactly. It's not like it's actually one of the less important Jewish holidays, um, I, I think. Y- but it's like it's because it's around Christmas. We're like, we got to do something. But it, it is technically Hanukkah is the festival of lights. So like, I think this is also a Hanukkah decoration, even though. Yeah, it's no, listen, I, I actually <laughs> this is kind of why I like being Jewish. A rabbi would look at you and go. That's your interpretation, and and you're good to go, <laughs> <laughs> which has always been my favorite part about most Jews. You know that that it, like if they're if they're like the cool whiskey drinking Jew, like I went to a um like a Friday night Shabbat thing once at like a um, right. It was the Hillel up, uh, Chabad <laughs> upper. I was invited. Okay. <laughs> uh, I have. A friend, I haven't heard from him in a long time, but I used to do shows for him for the Upper East Side Chabad, and it's a great program. But he would invite me to, like, the things, you know? And like, and they were just, like, just taking shots of whiskey, hanging out, eating food that's too salty. And it was, uh, <laughs> it was, I always enjoyed it. But there, he always came from this, like, background of, like, if that's what you think the lights are meant to be, like, I like that type of yeah. shit. Um, that that's I guess me now. I'm interpreting it as I want to. But I was telling you before. Um, so because I sorry to interrupt. Si- sorry to interrupt. I may have missed 
the whole point of the Upper East Side Chabad, but I hope I didn't offend them. <laughs> if, I'm sure it, it sounds he, like you had a good time, and they're fun. I did. I, I mean, I'm promoting them right now. He might be doing like a head slap right now. Like, oh, all he got from um, it we was- We don't want to be associated. <laughs> yeah, we do shots. That's what you took away? I don't know. They seem like nice people. They're, they were very nice. Okay, so go on. So I- um. So because this is my second year doing a trade, last year we were on tour and I was like showing you pictures of the tree like it was my fucking kid. I was that proud of it. Very I was excited. Like, you see the lights? This year I've improved it a little bit. And but, but I have to say, because I've gotten into like the tree thing, I've never had a trade. Grew up like both my parents are Jewish, mm-hmm. grew up super Jewish um, because I've because I've never had one. I've now like kind of like understand that it's like an art like making it isn't really like the best lighting for it well i I wish i would say uh, my zoom (laughs) camera came up and i immediately said something to you i I was like this is beautiful oh thank you your home it's like it's like my child (laughs) i i know i thought you were coming from a christmas card like it look i i actually wasn't sure i thought you were on long island for a second because i was like your whole whole house has opened up i can smell the cinnamon yeah, it's it's great. It, it smells like fucking pine in here. It's a real tree. It smells great. Yeah. Um, I love it. And I've become very judgmental of all other trees. So now now I have a different... I mean, like you do this with charcuterie boards. Yes. Where you Now you know uh, you've had so many. You see them. You know... You can I'm immediately tell. Lord. Right. Like what... You, could, you, you see one, you think it's tacky. You think it's cheap. Yes. You think it's really nice and elevated. Now I have like a particular eye for these things. And because I've only been doing it for like two years, I feel like I've got a fresh well, take I, on that. Well, I totally agree with that. People would say, you know, it's not, here's who sucks. It's the fans always suck, <laughs> like the diehards. So the people that can't, like with charcuterie, it's the people with accounts and the people that are like, it's mine. The people that look at it too close can't see everything they don't see the forest through the trees or whatever that saying is so you as a newcomer to the tree game i trust your opinion on someone's tree more than i'd appreciate someone's opinion of like well every year we gonna have a gingerbread man on ours like no you already have (laughs) those people have preconceived notions they have an emotional attachment to a certain way you are to me we got to give you a name the tree the tree bee or something like we people got to send you their trees. Tree for, bitch. I don't know. The tree <laughs> bitch. We got to send people need to send you trees for judgment. I think. Yeah. Send DM them to me at your Dan Abraham. DM me your trees. I will critique them. Um, this is no this is in no way an insult to the Christian community. I'm a, I'm a fan. No, um, you, you are a better person for this than someone in the community. I went to Penn State. I'll never forget it. I went to Penn State. And it was like towards the end of Joe Paterno's coaching tenure or whatever. So, right. And again, these Penn I saw State, Paterno on HBO. Yeah, I know yeah. all about it. <laughs> Penn State, Paterno. These names are drenched in other horrible things that I'm not going to get into. But I'm saying when I would go to the games, Joe Paterno wouldn't even wear a headset. And I'd be sitting there. I'd be like, how does he call the plays? Like, what's going on? Like, this guy's too old to be coaching. And everyone would be like, you shut up about Grandpa Joe. Like, they all had <laughs> such an attachment. And right. I was just a guy who moved there from Boston that was – I was a fan because I went there. Like, I'm new to the, to the, to the team. I see but clearly. Yeah. I could see it clearer than most. Um, so that's where I think you're going to come in with a clear head 
So I would trust your opinion. Like, again, and it's not to say, like, when I rate charcuterie boards, I'm not trying. I, I mean, I am trying to make fun of it, but I see what I see. You can't unsee these things. You see the tacky thing and you go, that's my first thought. Everyone right. starts in hate. So when someone walks into your party and they see that you sprinkled pomegranate seeds on it, they're not thinking, ooh, I love pomegranate seeds. They're thinking, what the fuck is this Hallmark card bitch trying to fucking pull? Right. You know? <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, but you have You're to be speaking careful. for the people. You have to be careful. I am speaking to the people, and you are too. We have to be careful with our judgments. So one year, um, my buddy, a good friend of mine, was going to rate Christmas cards. And so, so he wrote up. So I have, my friends have kids. Like, and, like family cards? Okay. So we get a lot of family cards. <laughs> and like I we're going to rate, everyone's going to rate how the cutest babies in our group. Basically. And like, <laughs> well, to guys, that's the thing. The cutest babies in the group, I don't I don't think guys, maybe I'll notice it more when I have kids, but I think we can separate the the ball busting from this is something I made a lot of times. Maybe with that okay. stuff, maybe with like maybe with like sports we can't do it. Like if our kids playing sports and we we're like your kid sucks, we'd be like more offended. I don't know, but I'm saying I think with a lot of times and I see this in my mom. I'm speaking for my mom that like and, and uh, uh, like if someone said something like, oh, Jared, you know, a little bit lazy. She would know I'm lazy, but she'd be like, oh, you're talking about how I brought up my kid. You know, it, it, it would be more personal. So right. I had one friend that before one holiday season, you know, all your friends start asking you for your address, but don't say anything more. You know, those those texts. You yeah, because they don't. I, I mean, I now that I'm in like that wedding mode, I'm like, I do that. But it's like, I don't really want to have a discussion about it. I just want your address. But like, I, wish I, didn't address. Have, I wish I didn't have to text you because I don't like really want to talk to you. But I just I do need your address. <laughs> I get about six of those a year because everyone's okay. like, where the fuck are you right now? So I, I get like all these texts. What's your address? And my buddy around that time where everyone was asked for addresses, he emailed out a a judgment scale with which he was going to judge everyone's Christmas, Christmas holiday cards? holiday cards. And what, it was going to be this? paper quality, artistic uh, vision. Like he wrote up a whole hilarious email. And I'm like, oh man, I'm like licking my chops. I'm like, I can't wait to see what, you know, he says about all these stupid fucking cards. And <laughs> there was a report back from one of the friends that was like, hey man, don't do this. Like I, I, I <laughs> my wife's going to freak out. Yeah. It's you're crossing a line here and we had to cancel it. Like it didn't happen. And you know, this was going to be our it's new really tradition. funny idea. Ranking the cards, a friend of our, like what would be more fun than that? But so I think because you're not again with charcuterie, since I don't know these people, since you don't know these people, people should send you their trees for a, a proper ranking. Send them in. I would love to rank them. Maybe I'll do like a one to 10 scale. Yeah, and then, no, and well, then I, I, I like when you get you got to get deep with these things. I want to know right. exactly what you hate it. Okay, I will. I'll get into it. I'm I'm a little nervous, but I'm gonna. I I have a lot of thoughts, and I've been thinking of them secretly. So why not let the whole world? <laughs> you just know. pulled out a note section of your phone. Like, are those your thoughts? <laughs> let me no, start. That's our, that's our outline. Oh, okay. <laughs> You're like, let's move on. Um, no, I'm excited. Uh. DM me DM me your trees we'll have a we'll have a whole situation
You know I love Skims underwear, but now that their bra line is out, it's all I ever want to wear. Hands down, the no-show Belkanet bra from Skims is the sexiest bra I own. It provides support, but keeps my natural shape, and it's invisible under clothing. I love my Skims wireless form bra. It's so comfortable, but it still does the job. It feels like it's lifted. I know where everything is. That's a big issue for me. I want to make sure that like everything is where it's supposed to be. But it also looks really cute. It's not like some like scary looking bra that I would never want to show anyone. I typically don't like traditional underwire bras, but Skims changed that. I'm literally wearing one right now. And there's one for literally every kind of shirt that you could be wearing. There's so many different pieces. I really love the wireless form t-shirt bra, the weightless scoop bra, and the no-show online demi bra. Skims bras are made with innovative technology to give you the best shape and support. Plus, every bra is designed with the comfiest and softest materials, so you feel like you're wearing nothing at all. Shop Skims bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. So I was scrolling through my feed like I do, and I recently learned something. Did you know that most bedding is made with harsh chemicals like formaldehyde, synthetic pesticides, and toxic dyes? That made me totally rethink my bedding. Thankfully, one company is changing the standard for good. Bowl and Branch. Bowl and Branch makes the softest, most luxurious sheets without any toxins or harsh chemicals. I will tell you this. If you go watch my apartment tour, the sheets on my bed are Bowl and Branch. I put them on my bed immediately. I put them in the wash. Then I put them on my bed. They're so comfortable. You can see them on my bed. They look good. They're hotel quality. I love my Bowl and Branch sheets. You can really feel the difference. And if your commitment issues get in the way, they have a 30-night worry-free guarantee. They feel buttery soft yet super breathable so you don't have to worry about getting hot and doing the one leg out, one leg under thing. Bowl and Branch signature sheets come in 13 super classy colors. They have all sizes from twin up to California king. Sleep better at night with the softest sheets from Bowl and Branch. Get 15% off your first order when you use promo code UUP at bowlandbranch.com. That's bowlandbranch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, branch.com. Promo code UUP. Exclusions apply. See site for details. So today we are talking about what the fuck else is there to talk about this year? We're talking about dating and COVID, Right. As we round out 2020, we're in the yeah. we're in the last stretch of 2020 people. I, and again, I think as like the as the temperature of the country changes mm. yet again to that of, I think, a little bit more intensity um, in lockdowns and regulations and the cases are rising. I think there's heightened concern over what you can and cannot do or if anything is acceptable or if we should all just hide in our apartments and pretend like we have no needs and can just you know go back to april listen i i I, you can feel it anxiety is starting to climb again um it's different in the in the beginning it was like oh my god we're in lockdown march april people go into lockdown they do their zoom happy hours and then it's like oh wait a minute what about dating What about the guy I've been seeing? What about the guy that just came back out of the blue? You know, like, again, this podcast is, it shifts with the country. So, and then we went to the summer and was like, okay, things are opening up. How do I do a socially distanced date? Uh, Should we, uh, this person won't move on from FaceTime. And, And now we're getting to a part of the year where it's like, 
you know, people have had it. I mean, um, we got a little bit of feedback from last week's episode that, you know, I, I think the message that both of us were, were coming with was empathy and trying to find out how to get your message through to people that maybe disagree with you. And I, I will always be pro that message. Um, right. And I'm always going to be pro that message and, and a, a message of, and I don't know if I said this last time, but I've been kind of preaching this on, on, on my channels of like, I'm looking for net positives. I'm just looking to move the, the, the yard line, you know, the goal line down the field. I'm looking for, you know, for the people that you disagree with to try and speak to them and try and empathize, but also get a message across that maybe they'll consume because right now everyone's pushing the food to the middle of the table it feels like but you know i i think right now with numbers going up i'm with people who are like okay what's a better way what how do we figure this out and also how do i shake out my human needs like the idea that you don't need a hug is insanity and i know it feels small but this is a podcast about luxury issues everyone here can say I would never look at badly. And it's hard to say in front of a group of people, hey, I miss a fucking hug. I miss blowing a random dude. Yeah, Yeah. I I miss, you know, I miss talking to a girl. Yeah, being held by a stranger I met at a bar three hours ago. You know, I, I, I miss being three dates in and getting naked with someone that I think probably just wants to fuck me, but I'm in for it too. You know, like these are all like human things that male female whatever you are it's okay to feel and it's okay to go "Ah, i fucking like i don't think anyone is demeaning to the frontline workers or the or the or the 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 people who have come down with you know or have older relatives i don't think it's demeaning to go man it fucking sucks i can't hug a stranger tonight after getting a little drunk at a bar Right. And again, yeah. And again, I mean, we're always advocating safety and like, I don't think there's any question that we're obviously like, we're not, we're for, for all the safety measures of, of protecting yourself and protecting those around you. I don't think that that's something that we we're we're not encouraging. No, I, I, and again, the feedback was very minimal. Most of it. And let me start before we get into these emails. Thank you to everyone that posted that were a part of their Spotify, yes, whatever. That was so nice. It felt so good. Whatever we were top five or binged in a day. Again, you guys might see it as like stupid or minimal, but it is a huge thing for us. As we've said on this podcast, uh, everyone's looking, everyone's watching, everyone's clicking the tag things, tag a bitch. You may, that is a version of making your Instagram story. And I can't thank everyone enough for posting about this podcast. It is such an amazing thing. And also, this is to encourage you, tell a friend. This is the season. We're going into lockdowns. Things are getting quieter. Let this podcast be the, the, the thing that takes your brain and puts it on the shelf. Let Jordan and I take the wheel. Yeah, because I think you need that now more than ever. And those were the best messages, people that were like, this helped me get through... This year, you know, this was a distraction for me. How many we got? We got tagged in so many, so many, yeah, so many of them. It feels, um, it feels really good. It feels, um, nice that like that we've we've helped a lot of people, or that you know people are are getting a relief in some way from even for a little while listening to this podcast and 
keep keep doing it. Keep telling a friend. Yeah, I can't. Say, we can't say it enough. And also, um, as of now, I'll be in St. Louis and in Indianapolis. St. Louis um, at Helium Comedy Club and Indianapolis for New Year's Eve. Socially distanced shows, half capacity. Uh, JaredFree.com, JaredFree.com, JaredFree.com. Those are still on as of now. So uh, you know, we we'll hope for the best. What do we? Let's do. Let's do some emails. Let's do some emails. Okay, so we've gotten a lot, okay to get back into our emails. We've gotten a lot of questions about you know entering this new phase of COVID world and and some thoughts about dating around that. So I'll read the first one. We're going to read two just because we've gotten a lot. This was like a good kind of sampling of the ones that we've had. I think these are two so, two different sides of the same coin. Right. I agree. You know. Yeah. Let's do so, it. First listener writes in, hi, J&J, love the pod, long-time listener, first-time caller. So I've been seeing this guy for about a month. We met on Bumble and had a really great first date and have hit it off from there. I told him that I'd, I'd only had sex with one other person, so I wanted to wait a little longer. It had come up in the moment, and it was our third date, and he was incredibly understanding at the time. We haven't had any talk about being exclusive. And since we met on a dating app, I'm constantly checking his location on Bumble. That's healthy. For the first couple of weeks, it just said the city we live in. But lately, it's been updating with miles away. He is from me, which means he's been on the app. I really want to know if he's seeing slash talking to anyone else. But I don't want him to think I'm imposing exclusivity on him. However, it would be important to me to be his only sexual partner at this time, especially with COVID and the holidays coming up. How do I bring up this conversation without seeming too crazy or needy to someone I've only known for a month? SOS, please send help. I appreciate this email. Um, I think it has flaws. Okay. When I when I see that, the you know, I, again, the answer is a lot of time in the emails. Right. When she writes, I told them that I've only had uh, seeing this guy a month. He wanted to, I told him that he, I had only had sex with one other person, so I wanted to wait a little longer. It had come up in the moment, and it was our third date. So to me, it sounds like, and I don't think I'm making a wild assumption, that they went on a third date, they you know, made out or whatever, things got hot and heavy. She was like, hey, this is great, but I'm looking to wait a little longer. I've only ever been with one other person. Right. Okay? And to then me, gets, if, it, just to, I'm saying to me, if I'm a guy, I'm interpreting this as like, this sex means a lot to this person and they're looking for something more, more serious or not more, is, uh, serious, more on the serious side. Yeah. I, I, if I get, I, I'd assume the same thing. I would, if I heard that, I would go, okay, this isn't just maybe my version of this, of, of having how I connect to sex is different than how they connect to sex. Right. This is more important to them than it is to me. When someone says I've been with one person or it means they're young and but also like, again, you can I, I, I would assume the same thing you just said, though, Jordana, like I, I would be like, yeah, this is going to be a big maybe I'll back away. OK, <laughs> if you're if you're if you're not looking for that, too. Right. Yeah. But I, I, I so when I see that after the third date, hot and heavy, don't have sex. She says, I've only been with one other guy. And then sees him on the dating app in other cities. Okay, that doesn't mean he's seeing, talking to anyone else, but it does mean he's looking for for other people. Right. And he might be looking for other people who would be into, hey, come home with me on right. date one. Okay, even, maybe. Even even if he is into you, I don't I don't think I don't think that him doing that would necessarily even mean that he wasn't interested in her. 
No, exactly. I, right. I think he's interested yeah. in her as well as other women. Yeah. So I, 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 and then, but then the problem I have is she brings it back to COVID and says, I don't want, you know, especially, uh, but I don't want to think uh, I'm imposing exclusivity on him. However, it would be important for me to, to be his only sexual partner this time, especially with COVID and the holidays. That I, I, I think someone is, to me, COVID is the, again, it's a rightful, what she's saying is right, but what she, she, but it sounds to me that she's using COVID to own her. Right. She's using it as a, as a tool to get what she really wants that doesn't have anything to do with COVID, which is exclusivity with this person because she's already state like, and again, the reason that people that I think that we think that because she's already stated she's anxious about seeing him on these apps. She's looking. So this is clearly something she wants. She said that sex means a lot to her. So yeah. I think what this really is, is an effort to protect herself against getting hurt by sleeping with this guy. Although I, I don't, and that's not to say that COVID isn't an additional concern. I just don't think it's like the primary concern. No. And this is happening a lot where COVID becomes the moral high ground. I said it earlier on this podcast and, and it's, that's not to say it's wrong. But I've said it on this podcast. It becomes your child. Ah, I can't go out tonight. COVID. I got a. I got my kid right, COVID right. at the house. Like it's all. It is the. It is the. Um. It. It's like. A, it. It kind of unearths everything you want. But in this particular scenario, to me, it's her hiding vulnerability. Because it's like, you either have to be vulnerable, hey, I want a way to have sex if, and sex is important to me, and you hear no to that, or you say, hey, with COVID, I want to make sure you're not with other people, and the guy goes, oh, COVID, whatever, and then backs away, and you don't have to hear a no. And then this just gets prolonged into, okay, see you when the vaccine comes out, and then he's still going to be the same guy who wanted to fuck you on date three and was still on the apps looking for other women. Right. So you're saying this is a different question than her being like, you know, I'm seeing this guy. Uh, we haven't slept together yet, but I'm uh, I'm thinking about doing that. But I don't really want to sleep with him if he's seeing other people because of COVID. You're saying that's a different email. I, I think that's a different email. I think if you took off because of COVID, we've gotten that email before. Right. <laughs> you know, like you we've know, gotten that's this not, email before. I think we've gotten. Yeah, I'm saying like if they, let's take COVID out of the scenario. Hey, I've had sex with one other guy, and now this guy's de wanted to have sex after date three, and I see, and I said no, that's too soon for me. But now I see him on the apps looking for other people. Do you think it's too early to bring up exclusivity? I would say yes. Right. <laughs> you know, I would say hey, you need a second date. Um, and again, if you have a second date whether it's socially distanced or over FaceTime, understand that him and sex relate differently to each other than you and sex. Right. And I would, I mean, I'm, I think that it's good. I think she's done a good job sort of understanding herself that this would be like a more important situation to her, that she would feel bad if she slept with this guy and mm. then he wasn't as interested or pulled away or stopped texting her. So I think what she should do is not, at, I don't think the solution to that is like lock it in. Which is like the first sure. thought. The, sec the, the solution is like, don't sleep with him until you actually do feel like you might be on that level or like you're yeah. on a level where you, where um, you feel comfortable or you feel like your relationship is strong enough that like that's not that you don't that you're not going to have to worry about that. Yeah. Or 
I again, this is going to sound hypocritical, but sure. to what I just said, you can use COVID as the excuse. Just know why you're using it. Don't okay. be, you know, don't let's let's not lie to ourselves as well as others. You can lie to others, but don't lie to yourself. Right. Well, she. I mean, I can see why to herself she might be like, "This is very like." Like I, I, and I also don't want to get COVID. That's well, a, yeah, yeah, right? I, 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 that's a very fair thing. You know what but I mean? like, again, on the list of things, is it the COVID you're most worried about? Or is it the, I've been on one date with a guy and I kind of like him and I see that he's seeing other people. And now I want to get some sort of agreement because this kind of boxes him into a corner where it's like, no, I'm only seeing you or not because it, I've made it more serious. Like again, like I, I, and this isn't to say COVID isn't serious. I'm not trying to appease anybody out there. I'm saying that everyone does this type of stuff with everything. They go, right. well, you know, they, to get you to answer as honestly as possible or with an answer that you want or a black and white answer, they go, well, I would love to have sex with you, but I'll be licking my grandmother a week from now. So <laughs> I would hope that you wouldn't want to kill a grandma. And you go, hey, I'm sorry. I, I, I'm going to fuck other people. Like, it, it, you know, like, right. it, and again, that's okay to do because it gets you an answer. But when you write into us, like if, if she had written in us being like, is it okay to use COVID as a way to find out if this guy just wants to fuck me? I'd be like, yeah, <laughs> like that's a that's a great way to unearth a dude. So you're just saying use it, but know why? But know that that's what you're doing with it. Know that yeah, that's not don't really be, what it's yeah, right. Don't be like you know Mother Teresa. You know you don't you. Well, I must save the children. You know until you right. know like I because again this is this is a lot of online speak lives in the black and white the extremes right. the morality superior where and it's I, like, think I know could, what you're trying to get to i think you, you could use i mean i've seen a lot of emails that they're not in they're not on this chain or what we're talking about today but i've also seen a lot of emails where you can use covid the other way you can use covid to break up with someone you oh, know what i mean anything absolutely yeah. hey you, say, you know like i don't feel it doesn't this doesn't feel safe like i don't know if you know it's worth it to see each other listen i i mean we have to look at the positives and things. Um, and I'm not saying that COVID is a good thing, but listen, it's, it's a, it's a arrow in your quiver to right. get out of a lot of things and yeah. people. And again, some people are being totally honest when they say it and you can kind of tell, but some people are doing, you know, Hey, I got this new, you know, you know, some people are like, you know, yeah. I, I, I'm just saying like, I, I could see how someone listening to this would be like, Jared, who would ever use a thing like that as an excuse? And it's like, okay, oh. as if anyone has ever not, you know, dog died. I have to go home today. Right. You know, my grandma's sick. I can't well, go to, you know, whatever, you know, so. I'll, get, I'll give you a different scenario. One listener wrote in and she wrote in with a text that was like someone wrote into her. She's supposed to have a date. And the guy was like, you know, like I, you know, I got the call that. Someone that I was with last week, uh, they were in the same office. My brother's cousin, who I saw, was in the same office building sure. as someone. They test positive. Like I wanted to let you know, it's not really like before, before I saw you because, like, maybe it's not like the best time to see each okay. other. 
So it's like in that scenario is like it's the, what might be hard to tell, like, is this is an excuse? Would they or is this something true? Are they actually being protective of me or do they actually like are they being responsible and protective or do they actually want a way to get out of it? Uh, and to that point, all that earns that person to me is a, another chance to come back. I say to them because that's what COVID grants you. Like, hey, I, I saw my third cousin was in the office in that scenario Hey, I can't do the date tonight. You know, this is like that that's like a more realistic right. thing where it's like I can't do the date tonight. I was just informed. You you have to either you have to allow that to be their excuse. You right. have to go I mean, you no can't be problem. like right. Yeah. Like, that's <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't care. Like, like, why? Like, or, why are you right? You can't. Like, there's I mean, a, you can't would, come. There's no comeback to that. No, it would make you look like the most cynical dater of all time, and kind of like, you know, a little bit depressed. Like, oh right, using COVID to not <laughs> see me tonight. You'd be like, okay, like right. you're being. You would look bad, which is. And we've also like guess. we've all gotten that text from someone. Have you not gotten that text from someone you were supposed to see? Totally. So I've like, gotten that text hey, from like four people that I've potentially supposed to see for something and one out of four was lying and the rest were being (laughs) truthful so (laughs) again this is the podcast of uncomfortable conversations had comfortably this is you know we're being a little bit more real and it's okay to do that but you just have to give that person a shot right yeah you because that person either comes back to you and goes hey so next week tuesday let's do a socially distanced date or they don't and again, you know, it may be that they use COVID as an excuse or they just saw an opportunity to get the fuck out. Right. And I think it's kind of like any if, pretend there's no COVID. If someone has to cancel for any reason close to your date, like the same rules apply, like they either reschedule it promptly. Yeah. Or they don't. And like, that's your answer. Like one, the, the, if they don't reschedule, that was an excuse. And if they do reschedule and they do so in a way that's like, considerate and quick i think that that means that they actually are interested in their excuses valid or they even say like someone could even go you know what i'm a little freaked out let's do a facetime next week like yeah you should accept that you should that's an excuse and that's a plan that you have to give someone the benefit of the covid doubt right that's an effort i think anything that's an effort right now is like understandable yeah totally understandable but we had another one right yeah i'll read the other one she goes dear jared and jordana first of all i love your podcast so much and you've essentially seriously changed the way i look at dating for the better i've become a much more confident dater in the last year of listening to your show and i really appreciate you thank you my question for you is how does how does someone safely meet for a casual hookup in the times of covid closures i live in a very seasonal touristy new england town and most of the bars and restaurants close for winter especially now with covid i matched with a guy who is only here working for a few months so i see him as hookup potential (laughs) i think we're on the same page because he's mentioned that he lives in a nice place and has implied that i should come over but is uh is it really that crazy to meet people uh, to meet at his house without meeting in public first. I've literally never done that before, but I'm sure people do it. I don't have a lot of options for weeknight dates. How do you do this safely? Does sharing my location with friends really do anything to protect me? Would love to hear your ideas. Thanks in advance. Yeah, the I mean, it's it's interesting that she's like, how do I do this safely? Let me ask uh, the two not doctors uh, on a <laughs> dating podcast talking out of their ass. And let me just say, I would I would assume 
that the nurses and doctors and health professionals are screaming at their podcast app right now going, the only way to do it safely is to not, not to do, do it. it. Right. So so let's break that down. Well, I mean, it's like to, to bring it back to sex ed, it's like the only way to 100% guarantee that you will not get pregnant or get in an STI or get into one of those situations. The, the only way to 100% guarantee that is to not do it. Exactly. And <laughs> or to do, you know, let's get naked over fucking, you know, a video chat. Like if that's what you want to get into, that's what you want to get. Like to me. That's even safer than going to someone's house you don't know. Like, you know, like as far as like yeah. just safety generally. Right. I mean, here's the thing. Like, if you if you want to do something, there's ways there's ways to make it safer than safer than to not do anything. Like there's ways to make things safer for you. You could quarantine before, you could quarantine after, you could mm -hmm. test before, you could test after. That's not again, none of that is a hundred percent sure. None of that that is that effective. We're not, again, like doctors or people who know what the fuck they're talking about when it comes to like virus protocol. Yeah. <laughs> but but I do think it's kind of like and again this goes back to our original conversation of like, yeah. I can the the feeling of needing to be touched or wanting to hook up is not like gone just because this is the state Listen, of the world. I think that's why this podcast is important for people that are maybe alone or haven't spoken to people or especially if you're dealing in the internet world of black and white. I love this email because she's writing and she's like I want to do some fucking. I I want to be <laughs> casual. Um and, and it's not very it's a little bit icky to like tell friends and family like like someone's like, yeah, the numbers keep going up and you're just like, but I just need to get fucked. How am I going to get fucked? You know, like it's like, I don't, I don't know. How do I get fucking eaten out a couple times over the next couple months? And it's like, I get that. I appreciate that. When you smell a steak, you salivate. These are all like human and normal things that we're starting to probably appreciate more now that we don't have easier access to them. So, and especially the winter months, they're creeping up. People are going, oh, fuck, what am I going to do? So I love this email. I love that it's like admitting to the idea of like, oh, man, I, I, I live in this. Yeah, I got needs. I, I'm in this tourist town. I usually fucking every train ride in, I'm fucking fucking the next business guy that comes into town. Like, I, I love that. Um, I, again, we have no answer for you. That's scientifically correct. I, but I would say to her, the one thing from her email that is very, um, important to me, and I would love to hear what you think, Jordana, is the idea of, I've never done this before and going to someone's house that you've never met outside of that before. So I think just because we live in extreme times doesn't mean you should act extremely. Right. So like, and, I go ahead. I'm sorry. Sorry. So I mean, you're saying like you, you think this, because this is an extreme thing for her, she should think twice about doing it. I think for anybody, I think going over anyone's house for the first time you meet is just so not the move. I don't think it's going to feel good. I, I, I may, I don't know if that feels good for anyone involved. I mean, you don't know what type, like, uh, let me, from the guy's point of view, show up and let's fuck and then let's see what happens is like, man, I better be more than th th 10 seconds on this sexual experience. Like, I, I, I just like, 
Meaning you know you're going to hook up? I, I would assume I'm hooking up if someone's coming right. over for but the But it sounds like date. she kind of wants to hook up too. Good for her. But I'm saying like if she's also in the same breath saying I've never gone over to someone's house right away. Like, I don't know. I, I just, I, I don't think, I, I try to like do the, again, net positives, the cost mm-hmm. benefit analysis of like, okay. Cause then what happens is I've gotten a lot of emails too that are like, well, I went over, I thought we were just fucking. And then he wanted to like hang out and have a glass of wine after it's like, yeah, well he's not an animal. Like, <laughs> you know, like that's the, the, that's the hopeful. That's like the best case scenario. If I go over to fuck. The worst case scenario is you show up, the apartment's a mess, the guy's an asshole, he doesn't well, the treat you right. The worst case scenario is that you are murdered. Oh, murdered, yeah, that too. <laughs> <laughs> to me, like, that's where I mean, that's, again, yeah, I listen yeah, to a lot of true crime, I'm like, <laughs> the worst case scenario, like, the worst case scenario is this apartment is messy. Like, <laughs> My mansplaining just showed. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah. that's why she said the the find my friends thing. Like, I'm like, no, I, 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 I'm worried about yeah. like her safety. Totally. I, yeah. I, again, that that's uh, I yeah, that's the worst case scenario. But safety right. wise, I'm saying I'm just safety with everything. Like, if if someone's like, yeah, come over. I don't know. It just doesn't. I I don't know how good I would feel about that. I I think I would need more FaceTimes. I would need the find my friend thing. I I would be right. overly cautious rather than just like. Well, it is COVID, YOLO, you know, like, right. no. And I, get, I think also because, like, the options are so limited or – but also, like, people are, are going to start having a lot more time where they don't have anything to do. You could still do, like, even if it's quick, like, let's do a walk quick mm. or something like that before that. Let's do, like, something relatively like, – because I do think, if, like, within the first – five to 15 minutes of meeting someone you kind of have a sense of like is this like do i have a good feeling about this or do i have a bad feeling about this so i don't i I get it's cold but like you could do a quick thing sure i i mean i i if i was to give women advice on this subject i think they need to act more like a man and i know a lot of women don't want to hear this advice and it may sound bad but i i i think Desperate times come for desperate measures, you know, so we're heading into this era of like, you don't know who you could trust. You don't, I would start going back through the people that I've already been naked with. And (laughs) I I would rather, and, and again, if you're in this mode of like, I got to casually fuck, like I got to find something casual. Like if I was to give someone like a, like a cheat sheet, like, Hey, Come to terms with pe- who did you hook up with that you were the most open and honest with? Who did you have that like friendly banter? Who did you have that fun hookup with in the past? Who's that person to you? Let's reach out to them. But, right. I mean, are you talking just, about the but the person that you can separate this emotional connection to, from? You I have to be able big. to do that. You have to be able to do exactly like and, that's and easier that's like, for men, I think. I'm sure, but I'm saying if you can do that, I would rather enter into that for the next few months and go, "Hey, I'm looking to fucking have wine and sit at someone's apartment that I know is probably trying their best to be safe as well, and let's be honest about who we've come in contact with, and let you know." I think again. With COVID, communication seems to be a big part of like keeping people safe. Communication being getting tested, getting, you know, uh, who have you been around? 
Who have you, you know, those types of things. So if you're going to like, again, this is for desperate times, desperate measures. I'm looking to be casual. Like, why not call on that person that's just kind of been around that is fun and cool? Or I listen, if you got a friend, I I, I think this is like a, if you have a friend that you kind of like keep in touch with and there's always been that thing, you don't know what it is. Now's the time to be like, I, I send this text. Hey, you know, I've always been thinking we should just get naked together and hug each other and get, get this out of our system. And then they'll, if they're against it, they'll write back. Is this a, they'll, if, if they're for it, they'll, they'll start by going, what? If they, if they don't write anything but LOL, you're good to go. They want it to, they want it to. Right. LOL is a, is a, um, no. LOL is no. Anything <laughs> else like, is LOL. yes. And then you could say, oh, I was just kidding. Obviously. Yeah, just kidding. <laughs> Someone had me send that. Oh, did the Sorry, link to wrong the, text. <laughs> did the did the link to the big black dude with a huge penis come through? Oh, it didn't. It was meant to be Uh-oh. there too. My bad. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, if anything else is I, I think like now's the time to start acting like the dudes were acting at the beginning of this when they came out of the woodwork. Like, let's let's take some shots with some old customers. Right. Yeah, it does seem like the season for that. And who knows? Maybe you'll fall in love. (laughs) We are sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Some of us go for a run, take a nap, read a book. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and to make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I love BetterHelp because it's an easier way into professional therapy. It is a toe in the water. I love that they have a questionnaire that matches you with a licensed therapist. If you're sitting there and you've never been to therapy, what a perfect way to get in the game. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you got to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash UUP today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash UUP. You're already shopping at your favorite stores. Why not be saving while doing it? Rakuten is the most rewarding way to shop and save because our members earn cash back on everything that they buy. Rakuten is a shopping platform that partners with over 3,500 stores across every category like beauty, clothing, electronics, and more. You know I love to find the best deals. You know I'm a deal searcher. You know I like deals. Rakuten is the hack to save money while shopping. You know I love points. So you can use Rakuten to get cash back at over 3,500 stores across every single category, including fashion, beauty, electronics, home essentials, travel, dining, and so much more. Rakuten has your favorite brands like Bloomingdale's, Blue Mercury, and Zappos. The stores pay Rakuten a commission for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the commission with its members. You get paid via check or PayPal quarterly. That's wonderful. You're already shopping at these places. Why not? Get in on the game. Start all your shopping at Rakuten.com or get the Rakuten app to start saving today. Your cash back really adds up. Let's uh, let's do some awkward sex. You ready? Yes. Yes. 
UUP at Betches.com, UUP at Betches.com. Hi, J&J. Your discussion about being on your phone and returning a text during sex on a recent episode reminded me of an awkward sexual encounter I had about a year ago. After a busy week at work, I went over to a friend's with Benefits apartment for some much-needed stress relief. (laughs) I like that she talks about sex like, ah, I gotta go see the masseuse. I mean, these days, recharge. Gotta have the friends with benefits work me out. (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't own a couch. Oh, I guess we're finding out why they never got together. Uh, So we usually end up catching... He doesn't own a couch? Everyone owns a couch. Listen, desperate times, desperate measures. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I was really stressed. I needed that couchless dude. Oh, my God. So we usually end uh, up catching up and sharing funny Reddit posts from our phone while lying side by side on his bed before anything physical happens. Despite not having a couch, my friends with benefits has a pretty fancy built-in shelf on the headboard above his bed. That's kind of a weird placement of money. Right? A weird... He has a, a fancy shelf on the headboard. Uh, couch for movies or headboard shelf? Right. Which what is more useful. I yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it's kind of, <laughs> weird priorities. Like, yeah, it sounds like someone moved out and he was just like, fuck it. <laughs> They're like, I'm taking the right. couch. And he's like, all right, I'll get around to getting a new one eventually. I usually end up putting my phone on the shelf to get it out of the way once things inevitably start getting hot and heavy. I had a lot of pent-up stress for my busy work week. Boy, this stress is really needed to get fucked out of her. So things were getting pretty steamy, and it was honestly some of the best sex we'd ever had. We were finishing up the intense session in Doggy, and (laughs) it sounds so professional when she writes in Doggy without the style. Right, like that's just like what I call it. It's yeah. like my, you know, yeah, right. It's, it's so it happens so. Fr- she says it so frequently. <laughs> she drops the style. We're finishing up the intense session in doggy, as we do, <laughs> <laughs> and his thrusts were so hard that the bed started shaking. Well, if you have an iPhone, maybe you uh, you may or may not know that if you tap the off button three times quickly, an SOS pops up. With a siren-like sound, and you only have a handful of seconds before an emergency number is called. Did you know that? Um, I do know. Sometimes it, something comes up. I haven't gotten to the point where I've heard the sound, but I assume that's like the next step if you don't just turn it off. I've like, gotten right the away. SOS emergency call, but yeah, no sound. I'm with you. Yeah. I didn't know there was a sound. It's probably like if you don't fix it, the next step is a sound. Yeah. Okay. At the time, I did not know this. I guess the shaking of the bed bumped my phone that was lying on his headboard shelf in just the right spot three times. And mid-romp, my phone bounces off the shelf and onto the bed while a siren noise starts going off. Now, to stop the email for two seconds, this guy had to be really humping hard for the button to get pressed three times. Yeah, I don't understand. Was it was it like facing down? Was it or was it like shaken violently I, and that made it? See, I would assume there were two walls to the headboard. The way this happened, it bumped against it, and it went back and forth. Okay, against the wall. But at th- at that point, you're not humping hard. You're not just doing boom, boom, boom. You're going boom, 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 boom. Like this is like rabbit fucking. Yeah, she says it's the best she's ever had, though, so I guess she was into it. 
Listen, everyone has what had. they like. Everyone that's has their style. taste. That's her style. The, yeah, that's my, the dog. My style is couchless, shaky bed. Um, that's my style. Yeah, <laughs> doggy. Yeah, I I want him to look just like my dog does when he humps a stuffed animal. Uh, <laughs> that's what really gets me off. In the heat of the moment, neither of us. So so to go back, my phone bounces off the shelf and onto the bed while siren noise starts going off. In the heat of the moment, neither of us thought much of it. But so they hear the siren and they're like, like it's also like now it turns into like a rave, like right. They probably couldn't crazy. hear it after all the clacking of the bed. Like it's probably loud. I don't know. Yeah, you're Maybe right. Maybe the TV was on. But when I re- went to retrieve my phone after he finished, to my horror, I noticed that I had been on the phone with a nine one one operator for a good forty five <laughs> seconds. This poor woman had to listen to what was uh, probably the loudest 45 sections of our sexual encounter. I panicked and hung up the phone, and a few seconds later, the 911 operator called back asking if everything was okay. (laughs) (laughs) No, this this pussy's wrecked. (laughs) It's a crime. (laughs) Crime how good this was. (laughs) I just imagine this woman like, hello, what's your emergency? Not another butt dial sex <laughs> sex situation. Well, no, I mean, uh, like, I mean, you would imagine the not to turn it dark, but you would imagine someone who heard like intensive sa- listen, sounding like very intense sex on the phone. If someone had called 911 during might be like, maybe someone's really in trouble. It's like the old Adam Sandler uh CD. I don't know if you ever this is this is really aging me, but Adam Eight Sandler crazy had a- nights. No, <laughs> we'll go farther back. He had a comedy CD. Adam Sandler had like one of the biggest comedy CDs of all time, and part and it would have these tracks. And it wasn't like Adam Sandler's comedy CD wasn't like stand up. It was like it was like him doing fucked up shit. So he'd be like, "Is this someone having sex or at the gym?" So he'd really have funny. these like interludes, and it'd be like, "Ah, ah," and they'd be like, "That was the gym." Like that was like the whole bit. It's funny. You do occasionally hear someone make a, no- I mean, I, I don't know if you, I, uh, back in the day when I would take classes, occasionally, like when it is really hard, you would, someone like in the, on like a machine next to you would, would make that noise and you'd be like very uncomfortable for them. I will never forget it. This is a ridiculous story. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know. If, have I told this here? We've done no. this podcast for too long. I, I went home for Thanksgiving a few years back and I was going to do a morning of a few years. This is maybe 10 years ago. I went home. My mom was like, I'm going to a turkey day spin class. And I was like, I'd never been spinning with her. And my mom and I, so I was like, yeah, let's go. She goes, I'll sign you up. Do you want me to sign you up? I'll be like, great. So her and I morning of uh, like soul cycle or something. It was like, the first before SoulCycle even existed, she had this spin class that she loved going <laughs> to, and she signs me up, and we both go on Thanksgiving morning before we're gonna like eat our faces off. And my mom walks in, and she is like, in like most things with my mom, she is the star of the show. She walks in every Kim, hi, wow, everyone's going crazy. Oh my God, she's talking to everyone. This is. This is Ruth. This is Joni. This is, you know, Peter. She's introducing me to the whole class. And I go to get in the back of the class as normal people do. 
And my mom is like, what are you doing back there? And she's the front row person. And my mom is in the front row. And I'm like, no, 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 I'm good. You go to the front. She's in the front. And the whole class, she's the spin person going, woo, woo, oh, woo, oh, ah. And a good song would come on. She'd be like, ah. And you're sitting next to her. I'm in the back being like, my mom. Oh, you're in the back. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I I was like, you fucking go up there. I'm in the back and she's high-fiving with people and she's like, I'm like, oh my God, she's the spin person that's, that's really basically funny. like fucking in the front. Like, <laughs> She's that woman. She's that woman. But this is probably a little more like excited. Like sometimes but it's like if you're next to someone and it's, re- it's a really hard move, they're like actually making like grunting yeah. like pain noises, like pseudo sexual. There are some people like, that are like, ugh. <sighs> Yeah. <laughs> <That's it. laughs> yeah, and I guess like I guess it would be like gym, sex or murder. Like those three are interchangeable. Right. Like the 911 di- uh, operator is going, "What's your emergency?" and she's going, "Uh." uh. <laughs> and it's like, "Oh my god, is it a murder or are you coming?" Yeah, Please. I'm surprised they didn't send they didn't send someone over. It would be funny probably, if it was. Sorry, go ahead. I was wondering if the operator is just sitting there, like, okay, like, how long should I listen to this? Well, what if for? what if they picked up the phone? They're like, oh, I'm sorry, and she was like, hold on, I'm just getting off. Like she's like getting into it. Also, sorry. What, if, what if they sent that text after, like they do with like fraud prevention? They're like, if you were just fucking, please click yes. Why for fucking? <laughs> Um, N for murder, and we'll send somebody. Please enter the last four digits of the person that you're having sex with. <laughs> so the thing, so I explained to her that everything was fine. It was an accidental dial. Thank goodness she believed me. But for a moment, I thought she was going to send someone out to investigate a possible sexual assault. <laughs> if anything, I guess that's the only time you can laugh at that sentence. Uh, if anything, I hope this horror story is a cautionary tale to you and your listeners to not have your phones too close to bed during sex. At least if you have an iPhone, thanks for all you do, reformed phone addict. So, has I mean, we did tell a, a couple of stories. Has this any happened to you at all, ever? Um, I, it hasn't happened to me. No, I mean, I know that the phone thing, but like when I was, when I was a kid, I was like, I had, I, some, I got very curious. I remember I called 911 like a couple mm. times just to yeah. see what would happen. And then they pick up and I'd immediately hang up and then they'd always send someone to my house. And I did it like twice. I don't know why I needed to do it the second time. Yeah. But it was like kind of thrilling. I think that kid exists in every family. That was I me. Have a, yeah, you were that kid. I think okay. that kid, there's a kid with a like, they hear about 911 and they're like, I got to do it. I got to see if I have the power. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I think my brother was that kid in, in my family. Yeah, I mean, and then I would always pretend like it wasn't me. So they'd show up and they'd ring the bell and then my like nanny would be like, I don't know what happens. Anyone's talking about, and I'd just be like quietly, like run, like hiding in the corner, hoping that like you're like, wow, it's magic. I can do it. They're here. (laughs) Yeah, it'd be funny if you just looked at the cop. She beats me, and then they just take the (laughs) nanny away. You have a home alone moment. You order a large cheese pizza. Totally. If I didn't have like seventeen other siblings, that would have been a a possibility. (laughs) I Um, yeah. I call this a smooth criminal. 
Smooth criminal. I love that. Um, I have a four four alarm fuck. Okay, I like <laughs> like yeah. chili. <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> it was hot and steamy. Red flag deal breaker, not for me. I'm good. This is a green flag. This is fine. The couch, the not having the couch is more of the deal breaker for me. Oh yeah, <laughs> I was out issue. at couchless. Yeah. Other than that, the actual the nine one one thing is fine. I, clearly, I'm like into that kind of thing. I I used to do it. So the, the, the heat of the moment. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high end stuff? I have a solution for you, Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. You choose whatever you want to rent for whatever you have going on. It's totally up to you. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There's no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. So it's no big deal if you lose a button, spill something, or you just need to take a break. They have inclusive sizing, up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. Get fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning in newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. And you always have the option to buy what you love. For sometimes up to 75% off. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles, but right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code UUP20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com, that's Newly with two U's, and enter the code UUP20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com, Newly with two U's, with code UUP20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. You know that feeling when you're going on your first date with the person you've been seriously crushing on and realize you have absolutely nothing to wear? Maybe you find yourself wishing you had the perfect pair of jeans, the one you can fancy up, fancy down, and just look better every time you wear them. Well, that's why you need to check out Lee Denim. I love Lee Denim. I'm wearing them today in the office. I'm wearing their jeans. I love, they also have this other pair that I have at home that I'm really excited to wear. It's like a little baggier, but it's still so comfortable and yet it's still so flattering. I don't know how they do it. Every time you wash it, they also look even better. And I love that they flatter every body type. Denim trends come and go, but Lee is legendary for creating denim cuts that fit your body. Their denim gets better with age and their classics fit into every look. Lee's denim jacket is the one to reach for without fail. A classic. The Ryder jean jacket is the OG, what every other brand has copied for decades. Everyone is an icon in their own right, and Lee makes denim so people can own their style and feel good in their clothes. Their spring collection is here, so get the freshest looks and cuts before anyone else. You can find your Lee fits by visiting lee.com. That's lee.com to shop spring looks now. Let's do some email. UUP at Betches.com. UUP at Betches.com. Go for it. All right. Hey, J&J. I've been, I've been binging you up, Pod and J-Train, all of quarantine, and I love all the advice you guys have to offer. I have a question about engagement rings. My boyfriend and I started dating two weeks before COVID happened, and we've gotten very serious. We've talked about futures, marriage, and kids, and are looking into getting a house together. This is very quick for a house situation. They well, met yeah, in March. I mean, this is happening for a lot of people. It's either the... I mean... I guess COVID, you're living together. Yeah. Listen, it's either the great expediter or the great finisher right. for relationships. It's, it's, it's really, there's no in between. I don't think anyone's sitting at, you know, month nine of this going, yeah, we're it's exactly the same. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's, right. that's, not, that's not how not it's working. The case. Yeah. 
A few weeks ago, we were talking about engagement rings after spending time with some of my friends who were all engaged and have very nice and expensive rings, two plus carats. He brought up the conversation and asked how much I expected him to spend on the ring, on a ring. Uh, We've had a conversation before about proposals and rings, and it didn't go great because he's the type that thinks everything should be a surprise as far as when he's going to propose and what kind of ring he's going to get and not something we we discussed beforehand, which I completely disagreed with. Uh, anyway, for a little background, he is a contractor and I'm a doctor, uh, as are the friends we are we were talking about. I assume she means like the friends are doctors. And I make significant I make a significant amount more than him. Money conversations have never been weird for us to talk about as a couple. I know he works very hard at his job and I've never cared about how, how much he makes or needed him to make more than what he does. However, this question put me in a terrible spot because I'm traditionally not materialistic and I don't care about having or wearing expensive things, but I do want a nice ring. Partly because this is the one thing I feel like I can be a little superficial about and shallowly, I don't want to feel embarrassed about a cheap ring when my patients, friends, or family ask to see it. I don't want to make him feel like he needs to spend more than he can afford afford to to make me happy and I don't want him to think that I only want to be engaged to show off an expensive ring. He said that one of his friends only spent $600 and his now wife was happy with that because she cared more about the marriage than the ring. I completely understand that he takes marriage very seriously and he wants to know that I care more about the forever commitment than a ring on my finger. But can I want both? I don't feel feel like what I actually want is that outrageous as far as price. And she writes like three to five K question mark. And I feel Man, like I she can't... must have shit her pants when she heard six hundred dollars. Yeah, I think she, she must was... have literally like like legitimately diarrhea everywhere on the floor and he was like what's wrong and she was Come like again? nothing <laughs> <Who's> nothing <that? laughs> yeah, yeah they, i think he spent about 600 on hers well, well, it's, uh, it's funny when you think you're on like a sort of same page as someone and then they go first and you're like oh my god like we <laughs> this is not the case at all and she goes and i feel like i can't actually tell him what i want without him thinking i'm being superficial i love him at th- and at the end of the day i would never not want to marry him if he didn't get the ring of my dreams but am i a shallow person for wanting a nice engagement ring is this something i just need to get over or is this something i should try to talk with him about again how do i explain that i care about the marriage and the forever with him but i also care about the ring any and all advice would be appreciated sincerely just a little bling would be nice this is a very tough one i mean what do you think i don't know he's saying a lot of things that i kind of disagree with like he's, he's take, and I'm saying this as a guy who knows nothing about these things. But like, the the assumption he said that one of his friends only spent six hundred dollars, and now and his now wife was happy because that because uh, with that because she cared more about marriage than the ring. That like, part was the most annoying sentence to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's well, that's somewhat of a gaslighty thing to do to somebody. Right. Right. Yeah. It's like, like well, she thinks, well, she, it's not that she well, got a like $600 saying, ring. It's the commentary that, and she cares more. I guess she cares more about marriage than a ring, you know? Right. It's like your mom saying to you, like, you know, your brother, your brother came to visit me last week because I guess like he cares more about like seeing me than, than seeing someone else. Yeah. It's fucked okay. up. <laughs> right. Yeah. Unlike you. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, <laughs> Yeah, and I, I, so there's like that kind of pings me. Um, the other thing that like that, that's kind of like something that jumped out to me in this email. The other thing that jumps out to me is that 
She says, I'm not materialistic. You are. It's time to admit it. You right. care about certain things. Like, that's okay. I, and I'm, I kind of, I, I felt, I felt like I could understand her in this email because I kind of, I think of myself the same way where I'm like, mm. oh, like, and I think going into getting engaged, I was like, oh, like, you know, or before, or like a year before I was even like thinking about it. I was like, I don't really care about the ring. Like, I'm just going to do it. And then you start kind of like looking and you're like, you know, oh, I'm going to have this one thing forever. Like, I actually do kind of want it to be nice. And yeah, there are some people who don't, who would say that's materialistic and like, fine, that's materialistic. Yeah, do you know I, what I mean? I, again, these labels are all and are, are all up for debate on definition to the, to right. some being materialistic is wanting a ring that costs three to five K to others. That's reasonable and makes you kind of normal. It's like, you know, Jess and I went to a petting zoo and we saw a pig and I was like, and I was looking at the pig and I was like, man, a pig is so fucking cute. That, look, it has like a smile. It's like a like I can't believe we eat fucking pigs. And I'm sitting there, and and then I go, and then someone's cooking bacon like a week later, and I'm like, let me eat that as quickly as fucking possible. That is the most delicious <laughs> smell I've ever smelled. So like again, we all want to be called certain things, and then there's who we are that lands right. somewhere in the gray, in the middle, right? Somewhere in the middle, and it's kind of like it's okay to own that. I think it's like. And if he can't understand that or can't like thinks that it's totally absurd. And again, you've only known him sounds like nine months at this point. Yeah. Then like maybe you're not as good of a match as you thought you were. If he can't understand why or, or wh why you might want it or that maybe you are a little more materialistic than someone who doesn't give a shit at all. And is like, here's this ring pop, like, Here's the symbol of my love. Like, sure. it's okay to be that person too. It's great if you're that person, but I don't think there's anything wrong with being the other person. You like what you like. You are who you are. And like, if he, you don't have to change that. And if I think it's more like, even if he's not on the exact same page, if he can't understand, at least understand yeah, why it would mean something to you or, or even if he doesn't understand, but accept that, then I think it might not just be the, as big of a match as you think it might be. Yeah. And I think that's a very important part that you're saying because it's like, again, COVID is the great expediter. Now, you know, now we're looking at the other side of the coin. COVID expedites good relationships. It makes it so you can get to know someone quicker. Okay. I don't think it's abnormal at all to talk about wedding and houses and stuff like that. I think that is a natural conversation between two people having a great time together. Like that, like I, I actually think that's, wonderful and nice and I don't think there's like a too early or too late for those things I do think that you also have to come to terms with that this is a turn off for you that he doesn't understand that this is something that means something to you and I think maybe part of that is you know is you labeling yourself as I don't care about anything material and he <laughs> might go all right well then why this you know this is it could be part of a little bit of like getting to know you type of shit that like he's getting to know you and you're getting to know him. Right. And I think that it's like, I mean, you think it's an isolated incident of like, it's just this ring thing, but I do think there is a, there is something in it about like having a lifestyle that matches for people. And I don't think that's something you're not going to fight or fight about potentially or disagree about down the road. Like, I think it's totally fine to be dating someone who makes a different amount of money than you more sure. or less, but 
I do think if a certain lifestyle is important to someone, and I think people don't think about this until they've been dating a while and they're going on trips together or they're, um, you know, they're going out, they're, they're going out to dinner or they're going to various activities. I do think there is a sense of like, you do want someone who wants to spend money on the same kinds of things that as you yeah. or wants a certain lifestyle as you that some somewhere and it doesn't have to be exactly the same, but somewhat in line with what you want to do because this isn't going to be the last thing where like different levels of money come into to question. Well, also in addition to that, if, in a relationship that's moving quick, it's easy to move quick with the good stuff. It's hard to move quick with the tough stuff. And mm-hmm. usually when people move quick, they're like, let's keep going to the end. You know, like, uh, oh, and houses and marriage and right. where will we honeymoon? And then you hold back. It's harder to be like, and I want a ring that's like $5,000 at a minimum. You know, like that is the type of stuff that people would generally hold back from saying. But. You got to match everything else. There's a point where you got to be like, hey, this is the here's the kind of the ugly side of me is that my I'm going to care what people think of my ring. I, I'm going right. to feel that way. And and maybe it's that OK means, to admit that, I think it's yeah, like and, may, and, and totally. And maybe that means them going together to go choose it. And he doesn't get to do his big surprise with the fucking, you know, the you know, the, the right. Cracker Jacks ring, you know? Yeah. And if someone wants to be with you, like they're going to have to accept this. I mean, some might call this a flaw. Others might not. But if she th- she thinks that maybe it's like a flaw, then like it is. I mean, we talked about this in terms of like, would you know, your your significant other being very good friends with their ex or something like mm-hmm. that or 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 roommates with their ex or something like that. It's like, yeah, that bothers me. Some people would be like, you're insecure. Fine. Yeah. I'm insecure. Fine. I'm materialistic. Like, sure. Sure. (laughs) But, you know, on this subject, if he's saying $600, because and that's kind of the only number we've heard him say to this point. Mm -hmm. um, And she said three to five thousand dollars. Okay, so they're pretty far apart. If he was like if they went together, is it reasonable to assume that maybe a two thousand dollar ring could could be out there that she would enjoy or is it not? I mean, it's possible. I think it's more like <laughs> I'm just saying I'm I'm, I'm trying to yeah. say like is there like they don't have to agree to be a good couple. That's the other thing. They can right. be but they have to work with each other. I think this is also kind of an annoying thing because this is something that she can't per- really purchase for herself, right? No, no. So in a normal world like if she wanted <laughs> This is the one I got for me and this is the one he got for <laughs> he got me. For me. <laughs> Right. Well, I think that's kind of like another that's another layer to it where it's kind of like I have to wear this thing every day yeah. and I want to be proud of it, but I can't like but um this is the one thing where if I want something nice, I can't just go and get it. Like the person has to get it for me. Sure. So, I think it adds like another layer of like annoyingness onto the thing. Man, where it's like she I would probably she- be like happy if it were socially acceptable to just like buffer the amount or like pay for like pay more so that she gets the ring she wants yeah and that and then it's like i could see how he'd be like that takes away from the specialness to me like and again these are all like old tired things that do matter like someone could look at this and go well this is all stupid yeah everything's stupid at a certain point um but i have a question 
Did you ever have that fear that like you would be? She wrote in her email, I don't want to feel embarrassed about a cheap ring when my patients, friends, or family ask to see it. Oh, that's would a thing. You, that's a thing? That's a thing for everyone, yeah. Family, I could see. Friends, I could see. But just anyone, like, I, I, I guess. I think the patients thing is a little bit of a stretch. But, mm-hmm. like, I maybe, like, I think there's a thing with... You know how like men are kind of like, oh, if I'm like wearing a nice watch, people might take me more seriously or like think that I'm doing yeah. very well at my job. Like if I'm like a car salesman and I'm wearing and I drive a nice car and I'm wearing something nice, someone assumes sure. that you know what you're doing. Um, and I can see how it might. I mean, even though, again, like the ring is not something you necessarily buy, mm. that that could be. That could be I, I have a friend who's a who's a doctor and she was like not necessarily about like what the size or whatever the ring was, but she kind of looks young and she felt that people took her more seriously because she had a ring. Cause it made her seem like older and like, you know, like there's, there's a thing where it's like, if you have a wedding ring, someone uh, it's proof that someone will commit to you that you're not like a total psychopath, but like that's well, the ring in general. But I do I think they, like, they are symbol there's They signal things. So, but, but that being the case, like, I guess I would like to see some sort of study to see if a like if a group of women as friends, if the size of their ring is within similar. I'm sure. Like, yeah, the, men should get together and discuss their rings. They're all going to approach it together. So the yeah. expectations are aligned. They should, it's like tipping on the on curve well, that we should ring in concert. We should all ring together because if we all go small then you can only compare it to the other people in the group. I think that's totally true. It's kind of like it be- does become like, do I want like she, this girl? They just saw her friends who all have these nice rings. She's probably like, mm. I'm going to have the smallest ring in the in the group. Like, I'm going to have it anyway. But like, I don't and then her husband. But, and then her husband will go, but you have the most love. And then she <laughs> can't say shit to that. Some people have both. <laughs> Some people have both. Um <laughs> But no, I mean, like I, I, I consider myself like pretty low key also, but I think that there is something about, like you said, like the friend group, it's like, this is kind of like, it's the standard for, it's like how everyone gets like engaged around the same time. It's like, you do have like, you don't want it It, to be like wildly off from like your peers. It's all social stuff. It's all, I, and you see it with people getting engaged. You see it with the rings. They all kind of look alike. They, they. You know, the, the they kind of dress alike and, and no one wants to believe they're that person. But we're all some version of that person. I right. I, I I think she's got to be open with it. I think she's got to be so open with it that she never regrets it should they move forward. It might be what ends them. I, I mean, that's not to say. I that's mean, not if that's indicative of different, perhaps like values which is okay. Doesn't mean one person's values are better than the other person's or that someone like something cares about. It doesn't make you a bad person to care about having nice things. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it makes you a little more shallow than someone else, but who cares? Um, I think if that I if, were, they're, if they're totally not aligned, then like, yeah, maybe you're not right for each other. If I were her, I'd go to him and be like, listen, we got to talk about this ring thing. I don't want you looking <laughs> like you have a small penis to all my friends. okay and everyone knows ring size goes with penis size and i'm just saying and then see what happens just don't say anything after that 
So then he'll be like, oh, not only am I going to look cheap, but I'm going to look like I have a small. That's yeah. Less, and then less pressure. Let's work on this together so that everyone well, knows you have a strong medium penis. I don't know if that would work because he he's the one who said his friend's wife got the six hundred dollar ring and she's so happy well, with it. I think he's talking out of his ass. I, I right. can't believe that he even knows the price of the ring. He, he he outed himself when he was like, and she seems happy with it. No, now you're lying about everything. Like, you don't know but how also she like, is. Fine, go propose to her. <laughs> like, well, like, yeah, I, I'm saying, yeah, like, yeah, if you want, I, mean, I think it's kind of like, it's true, though. It's like, if you want to be with someone who doesn't care at all about this stuff, because clearly, even if yeah. I don't care the most, I don't care nothing. So, like, if you want to be with someone yeah. who cares nothing, maybe I'm not the right person for you. This is a this is who I am moment. And because they're so quick to move through these the, the process of dating, I'm sure they haven't had a lot of those. And she's got to he's got to deal with that or not. Right. Now's the time to, to learn about it, I think. Yeah. All right, let's play some games. Let's play some games. UUP at Betches.com, UUP at Betches.com. Red flag deal breaker. You ready? I'm ready. They use the wrong form of your you are. Long story short, I've been dating this guy for a few months, and he's honestly the best. I love everything about him. I'm obviously not going to leave him over this, but I also haven't corrected him, and I feel like it's past the point of correcting him now. Just wondering your guys' take on it. Okay, so I know that you are a little sensitive about the grammar thing in general. I'm not. I don't, I I don't, I'm sorry say... about the words. I'm sorry about the word sensitive. I didn't mean that. <laughs> I'm sensitive to the word sensitive. I uh, I would say my response is always where's the point that it's getting messed up. Like okay, it's 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 like the usted form, the formal versus the informal, the the esta versus the usted form. Okay, is this happening? On the calligraphy to your wedding invitations? Yeah, you should say something. Is it happening in text when he's just writing and you really think he doesn't know the difference? Um, If he does like, it every time, he might just not know the difference. I, I, find, I find it hard to believe that he doesn't know what to do. Like... Well, that's what I'm saying, to if me, it's, it's on occasion. You have, to choose your, you have to choose your spots, is my point. When do you correct them on it? I'm not saying you never correct someone on it, but I'm saying there's points where you go, hey, did you get it or not? You didn't get what I was saying? Right. I think it's more like if you really don't know, you should know. Maybe I'll help you out. It might also help you in other situations. Like, if, so let's say someone were pronouncing something, and I've done this a lot, mm. where you pronounce something totally wrong. And you keep doing it, like me with the word women <laughs> on this podcast. You say the word women? Um, I remember in the beginning, I used to get a lot of, we used to get like comments that, that I would say the word like women. I would say it like woman and women like the same. And I'm still not really sure what the difference is, if I could be totally honest. Woman, but I guess I kept Woman like, singular. versus women. Yes. I like I they, gotcha. I still don't totally see how they're being said differently. I think mm -hmm. it might be a tick of mine. But... <laughs> Um, it was kind of helpful because now at least when I say it, I'm like thinking about how I'm still every time before I say it, I still think about how I should say it. Sure. But no one I before I, but I, we started doing this podcast when I was like 28 years old and I had no idea that I've been saying it wrong that whole time. And I guess I was mm -hmm. fine. My sensitivity isn't about 
the correction. It's more about the person caring about me be uh, as a person. So I okay. think if you're in a relationship with someone and you say, hey, you keep fucking up your yours and yours. I don't want you looking like an idiot. That's someone that you're connected to that you kind of like are Is that how you would at, say it? <laughs> no, that's not how I would say it, but I, <laughs> I'm going back on it because when I get it, I guess when I get upset about it, it's when it's online from someone that knew what I was saying. Like I, you knew what I was getting at. Um, and you don't like come in to check in on me later. Like we have no connection to each other. If it was like, I'm not sitting here going, Oh, th it's one thing. If you correct me five seconds after I wrote it and then I go, Oh, okay. I can delete it and I can put it out back out there. But like, my intent whenever I put something out there is for laughs. So it's like, right. so you came back at my for laughs post with like, well, <laughs> you said it right. right. <laughs> I'd be like, okay, fuck you. Well, that's why I wouldn't do it to a stranger. I would, if it's like I felt like I could actually help the person and they had kept doing it, I think I would just, I would say it to them, obviously privately. But I, I, I guess <laughs> to the point of the, the, the game is, would you break up with someone over it? If they if they were doing that, yeah, I think no, unless like I would never unless I told them about it constantly. Ah, no, I, I don't think I would. But like, it would probably irritate me if I kept, if I like had told them and they just kept doing it wrong. But I wouldn't break up with them. Yeah, I wouldn't break up with them. I would only break up with someone who, instead of writing probably, wrote probably. Probably, <laughs> I hate I probably. Would. I hate Prolly so much. I feel like I'm talking to like a kid from my high school that hung out outside of Seven Eleven. You get a lot of those. I know a few Prollies out there, and Prollies beware. Pro I, they're always the same type. It, to me, it's a low. It's a low class text, Prolly. Yeah, some words. It's okay to be turned off by certain words. I think I'm turned off by Prolly. I'm out. That's fair. I think that's totally yeah. okay. They'll find Let's another probably person who they can be with. You can DM me your anger at Jared Freed on Instagram. <laughs> I'm a woman in my mid-30s and have been on two dates with this guy also in his mid-30s. We had a great first date. We were both excited to hang out again the following day. I asked him if he wanted to come with me to a dog park near his place, and I offered to pick him up on the way. He was into the idea, so I picked him up, and the drive was only 15 minutes to the park. Almost immediately, my date was commenting about my car and how I should drive it with comments like, Hey, why don't you use this button to defog the window faster? Right before he actually started pushing buttons and changing settings on my control panel. Then he asked why I haven't bought a dash phone holder yet so I could navigate safer instead of just placing it in my cup holder. Then he started giving me alternative directions than what Google was telling me. Oh, you should turn here. This is quicker. It was like he wanted to tell me his way to get there. The whole thing felt very strange and annoying. I had two choices to go along with it and do what he suggested or look like I'm stubborn by ignoring him and just driving how I'm comfortable. This has happened yeah. to me in past relationships, uh, but usually takes a few months for them to start with the backseat driving. Sounds like she's a terrible driver. <laughs> I found the whole like, <laughs> well, <it's, laughs> If this happened before, it's time to take stock. I don't believe in the way he's right. saying it, but go on. I'm <laughs> I found the whole thing frustrating and put a damper on the rest of the date. Am I just being summer, stubborn or is this a guy who lacks proper boundaries and respect in other areas as well, especially after only knowing each other for a few days? I don't want this to become a regular thing with him and the rest of the date went well. So I wanted to get your opinion on how to neutralize the situation without killing the mood in the future. Well, I think the best way to like 
I, I you clean up your car. I think that's like <laughs> I it sounds like a messy car. I'm saying like, like if this were lot. one time, yeah, if this were yeah. one time, you'd be like, okay, this guy's rude, like totally, but like whatever. But if she's saying this happens all the time, if it happens all the time, it might mean that you are a frenetic driver, right? <laughs> like I, I would assume that you're just a frazzled person. Like when I drive with my mom, I'm like I can't do it. Like I am foot on the fake brake, gas, you know, pedal. The whole time. So I understand that some people are just like, they're looking left, they're looking right, they're, they're looking forward, they're on their phone, you know, like, and it becomes like, oh my God, I need to either get out of here or I'm going to have a it's heart attack. It's making me anxious, right? It's making me anxious, yeah. So maybe let's take some stock at how, how, you know, how you are as a driver or the atmosphere you have in your car. Right. And if that is you and you can't really help that, you should start the conversation with, hey, just so you know, like, I'm not the best driver, but, like, I'm trying or something. Like, Take a little ownership. <laughs> right. And I think that makes people less, like, it, it calms people, other people down. I think if you call out your own flaws, then they're like, oh, like, this person is understands themselves. It's kind of like, I imagine this would be like if someone were like telling you how to like take care of your dog, if they came over and they were like, oh, you should put your dog over here. You should do this with your dog, brush it with that. You'd kind of be like, if that happened once, you'd be like, fuck off. And if this happened yeah. constantly, you'd be like, my dog is clearly like acting in a way that makes it seem like makes I'm not controlling him. Yeah. Yeah. I, I especially the, the it's not even it's when it started with why don't you use the button to defog the window faster? I'm like, okay, this guy's a dick. And then right before he started pushing the buttons, that's a dick. Then he asked why I haven't bought a dash phone holder yet so I could navigate safer just instead of placing my <laughs> cup holder. That's where I'm now moving towards his side where I'm like, oh, he feels unsafe. Right, where he's clearly because, like, I've gotten into this like scary mobile. <laughs> yeah, she's looking, she's looking through a windshield she can't see through at, while she looks at her phone for directions in her right hand with one hand on the wheel. Like, I'm afraid for him. So, red flag or jailbreaker for you as the guy? I'm never letting her drive again. <laughs> well, <laughs> they would gonna... have to... Oh, that's what I'm saying. They would have to own that they yeah. are just, like, not a great driver, which I think would be, like... Again, for me, I'd be like, okay, like, we're both in acknowledgement of that. Like, I'll be driving. Sure. And, and listen, I'm not saying he's not a dick because I've dated people... I've ended relationships over someone disagreeing with Google Maps too. <laughs> I, I I was in a car with someone and they were like, no, we should go this other way. And like I was with other people in the car and everyone was like, but Google Maps says this way. And they're like, no, 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 no. I know this other way. And you're like, okay, who do we go with? Um, you off the top of your head from one other time or the satellite with traffic technology? Right. Like, they would have to be it would have to be so cut so much time off this trip to make that. You would have to tell us that this is grandma, you know, this is grandma's a secret, road secret, yeah. <laughs> secret uh, shortcut unknown to NASA. <laughs> I would have to like 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 you would have to legitimately tell me that this will I can guarantee it will cut an hour off our trip for me to go against Google Maps. Grandpa so carved this trail with his bare hands and only our family knows about it. <laughs> All right, uh, last let's one. Let's do one more. 
you're almost 30 and he still goes home and stays at his parents' house the Wednesday before Thanksgiving through Sunday. For reference, we only live a 30-minute drive from his parents' house and I am going there Thanksgiving this year. Uh, and I'm going to their Thanksgiving this year and have to drive alone and meet his family at the uncle's house because he is committed to this tradition. And my apartment, one block from his apartment, is out of the way. The rest of the three days after are spent just them as a family, his 30-year-old sister's boyfriend and myself not invited. Watching Xmas movies, uh, picking out a family tree and decorating it. I'm all for families that like to spend time together, but I feel like I'm taking crazy pills here. Well, this is an interesting one because I saw like a few iterations of this of like of like not just for Thanksgiving, but Christmas or whatever. Like I wasn't included in like the family like traditions of like they do a secret Santa and they didn't include me. Only like people who are engaged are allowed. And then I just have to like sit there and watch them open presents. Like, is this a deal break? Is this like a red flag? Is it a deal breaker? Yeah, it's tough. I mean. I like that she references their ages, but doesn't reference how long they've been together. So like, well, she says just, they're, they're not engaged. It seems like the thing is like, sure, maybe that's for but, the other. But I'm saying she goes, I'm 30 and I'm with my boyfriend. I would say that they're not like, she's not in the family yet. <laughs> like, like, right. I, like, and then she says the sister's boyfriend's not involved too. Like I would want to, I, 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 I know we don't have this information, but like if, if the sister's boyfriend and her are around the same time and it's like under a year, I would go, yeah, they're, they're not ready to bring you in yet. If it's over a year, then I'd be like, Hey, what's going on here? Like I'm trying to be more a part of your family. And you kind of like treated me like I was, you know, someone that you were like taking in for the holidays. Right. I think are like are there certain families that just don't like to include like outsiders in traditions as a way of like besides like the crown and like the royal family? <laughs> the queen will not have you <laughs> for the PJ party this year. It is important to the crown family. Yeah, I mean I, that's what it makes me think of. I, I've been watching a lot of the crown. <laughs> yeah, I think um, there's this like I think this is like very much millennial boomer activity like the millennial boomer tag team is very weird right now like millennials okay. are moving home more than they ever it's like the one generation that's like home with their boomer parents like way more than any other generation um they seem to be symbiotic in some way like i i see it with my mom just being like just come home and i'm like yeah i have to live a life too you know right. like so I, I do understand that the, but they're like the idea of like these family, she's like, they're 30. So like they're and the, you know, so like these family groups kind of meshing together and forgetting that like at some point you have to let other people in on the thing. So I think if they've been together a while, she has to say to him like, Hey, I kind of felt like I was, I wasn't a special guest to you. I was just a guest. I think that's a perfectly fine thing. I think that's say. fair. Yeah. And if they continue to not do that, then it might be. Well, this might be the beginning of the end. That's probably yeah. a month later he'll dump her and that's it. But fair. <laughs> that's our that's our show. We fixed dating again. We did. This was great. Um, anyway, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Email us, UUP at Betches.com, UUP at Betches.com. And we'll see you next week. Boom. 
You Up is hosted by Jared Freed. And Jordana Abraham. Our editor is Sean Kilby. Social media by Dana Samuel. Artwork by Brittany Levine. Our podcast managers are Mike Coscarelli and Sean Kilby. Be sure to follow us at Pod on Instagram and email your questions to UUP at Betches.com. Thank you to our sponsor, Lee. Lee creates denim that gets better with age. The ones you reach for to feel your best again and again. Their denim jacket is the one to reach for without fail. A classic. The Rider Jean jacket is the OG. What every other brand has copied for decades. Lee's spring collection is here, so get the freshest looks and cuts before anyone else. And you can find your Lee fits by visiting lee.com, L-E-E.com. That's L-E-E.com to shop spring looks now. Betches.